Hello and welcome to Mirror Talk. We have moments where we just have to pause. Just pause and take a break and reflect on life. Remember, you are strong, you are enough, you are capable, you are blessed and you are loved. Your moment of greatness starts now. I read your featured Instagram post that talked about um, understanding the cultural identity, especially while growing up in a strange land or in diaspora with mixed heritage. Um, thanks so much for sharing this story and um, for making time to join me on this podcast today. How are you doing, Edin? I'm fine. Thank you for inviting me. How are you? Good. Thank you so much. Um, for for my, my friends out there, can you introduce yourself a little bit? Tell us who you are. Yes, my name is Edin Imani. I'm from Hamburg. I'm 21 years old and I'm currently studying biology. Yes, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's that's good. That's amazing. Um, so I found this Instagram post and I love this so much because it talks about multi-ethnicity and your post was very um, insightful for me. So is it possible for you to read this post to us? Growing up in Germany as the child of an Albanian father from Macedonia and a Hungarian mother from Serbia, I never felt like I truly belonged anywhere. Whenever someone would ask me about my heritage, I would proudly tell them where my family was from, but I would only see confused faces looking back at me. Try explaining the concept of multi-ethnic space to people who have never even heard of the countries that you are referring to. Thankfully, this confusion from others led me to do more research on my history and my people. I discovered that identities can can and always have been quite complex in the Balkans. By growing up in the diaspora, we were just made to believe that living in a fairly homogenous society is the norm when in reality it's the other way around. I think of my family as the perfect example of the Balkans. Me being Muslim but having Catholic and Orthodox family members that speak a variety of languages in their household is just as Balkan as it gets. I am and have always been very thankful for the unique perspective my upbringing has given me. Never fully being part of something, but always being part of everything at the same time. My family always used to joke that we basically don't have a real homeland. So today I actually think of it as having multiple homes. Multiple places that you belong to, and I wouldn't have it any other way. That's really beautiful. That's really good. Thank you. What motivated you to write this, actually? Um, can you tell me um, how it was like for you to grow up in a family with an Albanian father, with an uh, Algerian mother, who come also from different um, homelands, I guess, as in your mom comes from um, Serbia, Serbia and your father from um, Macedonia. <laughs> How was it like growing up in this kind of, in this kind of home? Uh, you know, actually, when I grew up, when I was little, I never thought of it as being something strange. Like, my, my parents also always used to tell me that, okay, you are mixed, you're half Albanian, half Hungarian, our families from Macedonia and from Serbia. I never thought of it as being strange. Um, you know, it's funny because my parents are minorities from the countries they are from, and they came to Germany being even smaller minorities, and they created mixed children that are just, just completely out there, you know, we don't belong anywhere. So yeah, when I actually like got to meet other people and saw that it's not actually that common to be mixed and just such a confusing, I guess, identity, I started questioning it a bit, and I was like, okay, what's going on, like, who do I belong to, what group do I belong to, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I, I had to do a lot of research. And how was it like also um, having a family where you have different beliefs, like you made a mention of 
um, you know, you have Muslim, you have Catholic, you have Orthodox family members who speak various languages. How is it? How was it like in such a home? Was it confusing? How did you grow up there? Like in my main home, I I say my parents and my uh, siblings, we we are all Muslim, you know. So my household was a Muslim, so I grew up with that. But my cousins and my uh, uncles and aunts on my mother's side are Catholic and some are Orthodox. So I, I got to grow up with them because majority of my family here in Germany is from my mother's side. So I actually grew up in a Muslim household, like with my siblings and my uh, parents. But like the, the bigger family here in Germany was mostly Christian. So it was very interesting. We celebrated Christmas, which most Muslims don't do because we always get invited by our family. Yeah. Um, so I got to see those kinds of traditions, but I never... I never thought of it as being strange, you know, because they are your family. You don't think of them as being different. And I think that's also like a very good thing to learn from mm. a very young age that no matter what you believe in, people are people. You know, you made mention of you growing up in Germany, um, which also has a very different culture, right? A very different <laughs> way of life. So stepping out of your home into the German world, um, with a different or entirely different culture or belief or heritage or mindset, actually. Um, how was that for you, um, integrating yourself and successfully combining both worlds? Like, stepping out of my home, I guess, um, I realized that German culture and the German traditions and the German way of life, I guess, mm. is very different from what I was taught. Um, but also, I look very German, like most people don't perceive me as being non-German when they see me at first. So I don't have that many struggles with people accepting me or anything because, you know, they, they perceive me as German unless they tell them that I'm not or unless they hear my name and ask where it's from. So I, I got integrated by the society, I think, very easily because I pass as German. Um, which is a huge privilege, you know. Uh, a lot of people have it have it harder, I, I guess. Um, but still, I found that sadly, um, I connected with children from other cultures more than German children when I even from a young age, you know, just because their upbringing was more similar to mine, even if they were from completely different countries, you know, even if they were Turkish, Arab, or Indian, or I don't know. Um, I just found that the way they were brought up and the certain sets of values that they were given by their parents were very similar to the beliefs that my parents passed down to me. So I had some struggles, I guess, with um, finding a way to balance living in a German society but not truly belonging to the German society or being brought up in a non-German environment yeah. because the majority of people don't understand your way of life or your upbringing mm -hmm. if they're not part of a uh, set culture or if they're not part of the immigrant uh, culture or immigrant community. Even if I was born here, I'm not an immigrant, but I, I was brought up uh, amongst immigrants. Mm -hmm. um, so I think when I whenever I say that I don't truly feel German, a lot of people get confused because they say, well, you were born here, you speak the language, you went to school here, you studied here. Mm -hmm. to work here you should feel German you should you're, you're just as German as everybody else but there's still this 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 thing that's holding me back from being fully German you know mm -hmm. it's just I don't know I still have to learn uh, living in both worlds I, I guess yeah 
And earlier you mentioned of um, you made some researches um, to find out more about your heritage. Can you share about this um, research that you made? What did you find out from the researches you made? Oh well, um, as I said, my mother is Hungarian from Serbia, and my mm -hmm. father is Albanian from Macedonia. So when I tell people that, they get really confused because they're like, "How is how is it possible that you're from that country but you're not that ethnicity?" Like a lot mm -hmm. of people just try to tell me, "No, you're Serbian. You're Macedonian." A lot of times they just claim other things. Like they say you're, uh, you're, uh, I don't like the word, but they use it. It's a, a derogatory term for Roma. For Roma, mm. they say gypsy. You're a gypsy mm. because you're from. You don't know where you're from. You know, you're you're from this country, from that country. You don't know where you belong to. So I had to do a lot of research, I guess. Like my 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 parents already told me, but I still had to do some research, and I found out that. Albanians, for example, used to live, or they still do, uh, in all of the Balkans. You know, they live in Greece, they live in Macedonia, they live in Montenegro, they live in Kosovo. Mm -hmm. But when the borders were drawn, they didn't have a say in where the borders were drawn, you know? So, Western European co uh, countries decided where the borders of today's Albania were. Mm -hmm. So, that left a lot of Albanians out of Albania, which I guess I knew, but I still had to do research to tell other people those things because I wasn't confident enough to tell to tell them about my history yeah. without um, like I was afraid to make mistakes or uh, tell lies so I had to do research and same goes for Hungary mm -hmm. Hungary used to be a big uh, kingdom but after the first world war I think, yeah, it was separated into the countries that surround it today and Hungary in the middle mm -hmm. so that also left a lot of Hungarians outside of Hungary and Serbia, Croatia, and a lot of them are in Romania today. And, which is very good. I mean, you, you found out more about yourself, more about your, um, your forefathers, I guess. And as you said earlier, um, it's, I think it takes a long time to really actually integrate into the system here. And one does not actually have to integrate. You are, you are unique the way you are. You can just, just be the way you are. Um, but in, in your post, you, you said um, your upbringing gave you like a unique perspective of life. Um, so in what ways did this happen? In what ways did your upbringing give you a different or a unique perspective? Um, I also have to explain this a bit because if you if you look at the Balkans where all of those countries lie, you know, there's a lot of hatred towards other cultures. There's a lot of, I guess, racism towards the neighboring countries because everyone claims this is my land, this is my land. The borders were drawn uh, wrongly. This part belongs to us, this part belongs to us. And I guess... If you only grow up in one of those cultures, you tend to stick with those beliefs, you know? Mm. The parents, like if both of your parents are Albanian, for example, they would tell you, this part of this country belongs to us, and those people are bad, you know? Don't trust those people. But by growing up in a household that was mixed, and like even if we extend it out, I have uncles and aunts that married people from other, even different, like other cultures. Yeah. Um, so I got to see those people and I thought, okay, they're, they're, they are just people. Also, the very funny thing I think is that both Hungarians and Albanians have a certain hatred, like it's sad to say, but they have a certain hatred yeah. against Serbians, you know, because Serbians attacked Serbs or Serbia. I, I'm not trying to say Serbians. <laughs> It was the government, you know, it's yeah. always the government. Serbia attacked Kosovo, 
So a lot of Albanian tapes Serbia for that. And also the northern part of Serbia where all the Hungarians live or most of the Hungarians live. Um, the Hungarians don't have the same rights as Serbians in certain aspects of that. So there's uh, a certain, uh, like, I don't want to say hatred because I was never taught to hate, but there's a certain kind of, um, like, mistrust, or you, you don't want to be uh, associated with those people. But in my family, the funny thing is, because my parents are from very different parts of what was formerly Yugoslavia, um, my both sides of my family, the only language that they could speak to each other was Serbian, because that was Yugoslavian before uh, Yugoslavia broke up. It's basically the same language, you know? So I, I heard a lot of Serbian being spoken in my house whenever my uncles would visit and speak to my father, because unless they were speaking German, that was the only common language that they spoke. So I could never really develop this kind of hatred towards uh, uh, culture, I guess, that my family kind of embraced. I'm not saying that they embraced Serbian culture. I'm not trying to claim Serbian culture because I'm not uh, Serbian. There's nothing wrong with claiming uh, Serbian culture, but I'm just saying it would be wrong for me to claim it because I'm a part of it. But I would, um, it was kind of impossible for me to hate it when that was the language I heard a lot growing up, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, um, this upbringing made you, like, have a, have, um, have a much more open mind, I would was, I was assume, right? Like, no hatred towards any culture, towards any um, group of people. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying it's impossible for me to still be bigoted, you know? Everyone can learn and uh, still develop their char character. But I would say that this kind of upbringing forces you to think outside of the box, you know? It forces mm. you to think about the other people's perspective because you're not only part of your group you're also part of the other group so you so you can't just really um claim one mindset you have to you have to put yourself into the shoes of others okay so um were there like some challenges that you face due to you know the various cultures the various beliefs the various heritages that you that you um, are blessed to have like you may mention earlier, um, you know, Muslim, um, Catholic, and Orthodox, and you know, yeah. I don't want it to portray it as being very hard because my life was not hard. You know, I have a pretty blessed life. I'm very thankful for it. Mm -hmm. But um, I would say challenges would be that a lot of people don't claim you, even if you're part of of their group. You know, you're, you're trying mm -hmm. to fit in, but a lot of people don't want you to fit in. And I think that was kind of challenging because a lot of people, like, even if you just look at Hungarians, if I would say I'm Hungarian, they would ask where I'm from or what part of, of Hungary my family was from. And I would tell them, no, they're actually from Serbia. They would say, okay, then you're not really Hungarian. And same goes for Albanians. Even though Albanians are most of the time more inclusive of the diaspora, Still, there are some that are like, okay, we only claim Albania and Kosovo, but the Albanians from Macedonia, they they, they are something else, you know? Mm -hmm. They they don't really belong to us. They speak a different dialect. Um, we don't understand them. <laughs> we don't want them. <laughs> yeah. Over domestic, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, also, by growing up in this multi-ethnic environment, I was exposed 
to multiple languages, but unfortunately, I only speak Hungarian, you know? Mm -hmm. I don't really speak Albanian, which is very unfortunate. Um, and I'm trying to learn it, but this also kind of puts me out of the Albanian community a bit because I can't relate to a lot of things. This, um, these challenges and the, you know, the beauty of multi-ethnicity, did it um, affect your personal growth or your personal development in any way? I, I, I think so. Um, what I've realized is that when I was younger, I, I was very confused about my identity. You know, I wanted to belong to a certain group. Uh, but now growing up, seeing that I can be part of multiple groups, but still be Edin, you know, I'm, I'm just Edin Imani. I don't have to be Edin Imani the Albanian. I don't have to be Edin Imani the Hungarian. Um, I can just be myself, which I wouldn't say made me more independent, but it made me realize that I am who I am and I don't need other people's validation mm -hmm. for my own existence. You know, I don't need other people to validate my existence or claim me so that I feel part of something. Also, when it comes to the religious aspect, I would say, um, I don't want to get too deep into religion because we <laughs> talk about religion, yeah. but um, because you're not really part of an ethnic group, or like you're part of multiple ethnic groups, but because you're kind of in between, I found some safety in religion because religion does not see ethnicity, religion does not see uh, color or language or anything. You can just be Muslim and you're Muslim. It doesn't it doesn't matter what uh, what your heritage is. Yeah. Um, so I, I kind of for a long time and I still do identify mainly as Muslim, mm -hmm. um, even though that's not an ethnicity. But like I'm um, like I know my ethnicity, but I feel more part of the Muslim community than any other because I don't know this confusion kind of led me into my Muslim. Uh, identity more than any ethnic identity yeah oh that's that's beautiful i mean really finding who you are and um accepting who you are and yeah identifying yourself as edin you are edin yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's good that's that's very good um you know you, you made mention of this already and you wrote also in the post that whenever you proudly talk about your you know your heritages and your <laughs> where you, you know where you come from and all the um the, the beauty of it People just look at you confused. You said that already. Um, so what do you think are the, the misconceptions or the, the um, misunderstandings that you think people have towards this multi-ethnicity? I think a lot of people think that it, it can't be possible because they kind of think it's contradicting. Um, if you look at Albanians, most of them don't mix. So there's this, uh, like nowadays, there's more mixed Albanian children than before. Mm. But most of them are very stay inside of the community. So whenever I tell them that I'm not really 100% Albanian yeah. and I don't really speak Albanian, there's this big confusion as, as to how do I even call myself Albanian if I can't claim the language or my blood isn't 100% Albanian. <laughs> um, yeah. Also, like within German society, I think, as I said in the post also, a lot of people just simply don't know geography well enough to understand where we're... I'm not trying to, to bash anyone, but yeah. Yeah. I think you can relate. Mm -hmm. um, that if you tell people you're from a different country or you tell them from a different country, most of them 
translocated exactly or they don't know anything about the history they don't know anything about the culture mm -hmm. so whenever you mention it it's completely new for for them yeah. and you kind of have to be the first person to introduce it to them mm -hmm. and teach them everything about it but you're just a human being you know you're not an you're not in uh, a book or like an encyclopedia about that culture, mm. but you still are kind of put up there as a representative of a whole country or a whole culture, a whole community. Mm. And people, like, I also said in the post, Germany is a very homogenous society. Like, unless you are an immigrant, most of the people are German, you know? Mm. Um, but in most countries, that's not the case. Most countries outside of Western Europe, there are multiple cultures and multiple languages coexisting in one country. Within the borders of one small country, there may be five languages spoken, which is very common around the world. It's just Western Europe, I guess, that is kind of an outlier. Um, but people here think that this is the norm. So you kind of have to change their minds or like show them that other parts of the world work differently, mm -hmm. which doesn't make it any worse or like any more confusing if you mm -hmm. just uh, listen once or just do research once. Yeah. Um, you just have to open their eyes. Yeah. And you said also in your post already that um, you know a lot of people think that in the norm is um, the fairly homo um, homogeneous um, you know setup of a family, but that's actually not the norm. Yeah, sure. For you, it's going, it's hundred percent okay, you know, to mix it up a little bit, you know, get married <laughs> to other races and other cultures and other colors, I guess. I mean, people have been doing it for like mixing has always been happening, mm. but um, I don't know. I I feel like for the past years, somehow people forgot about it. <laughs> I don't know. Like people <laughs> just stayed within their own group. Yeah. Um, and now it's kind of re-emerging and people think that it's new, but in actuality, it's something that people have always been doing. So what advice would you give um, people out there, a young soul, a young mind out there who is growing up in a multi-ethnic um, states and um, who sometimes feels, like you said earlier, lost or out of place or does not really fit into the society? What advice would you give such a person? I would advise them to not listen to others. Like, don't let the perception of others change your perception of yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to truly find your identity. And like I said, I did a lot of research. You can also do a lot of research or ask family members to have a bigger or better understanding about your heritage mm -hmm. or your your culture. Um, and yeah, don't listen to others. You you can define yourself the way you want. You don't have to listen to anybody else. Yeah. Um, and also, I would say that, like I said, see it from a different angle maybe like like i, I said bef like a few years before i always used to think that i don't really belong anywhere mm. but nowadays i i see it as belonging to multiple things so maybe change the perspective of that like see that you are part of this group and part of that group and they don't cancel each other out you can be fully part of that group um even if you're part of another group <laughs> they don't each other yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah just be proud <laughs> and yeah. uh, know, like get to know yourself I guess that's, that's a wonderful advice like for you to just find yourself and know who you are and accept and you know just live with the blessing of being 
um, multi-ethnic and <laughs> having different heritages, um, that gives you that's more color, more beauty to your life than other people. <laughs> wow. Oh, thank you so much, Edin, for your time. I really appreciate this. You've really um, opened my eyes, opened my mind to see more about, you know, families or people that come from different backgrounds or different, um, that have different, you know, cultural heritages mixed up together. Oh, this is so good. Thank you so much. Thank you for talking to me. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. I am eternally grateful for your time, your love and contributions. You mean a lot to me. Thank you once again for listening and sharing with your loved ones. Don't forget to subscribe and follow this journey on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and other platforms in the description. Stay blessed.